This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio. Hey folks, welcome back and thank you for joining us. Welcome to Master Plan Retirement Consultants Retirement Roadmap. My name is Evan and today we have a very special episode for you. Medicare, what is it? What are all these supplements? When am I supposed to take it? Just a few of the questions that we get from clients every day. We have brought in an expert. Today, Mark will be interviewing a local insurance agent, Julie Chastain with Cicern Financial in Cobb County, Georgia. She's been a life and health broker for the last eight years. Julie is passionate about helping her Medicare clients manage their healthcare cash flow and planning. So without further ado, here's retirement planner, Mark Fricks and Medicare expert, Julie Chastain. Well, hi, Julie. We're really glad that you have joined us today for the episode about Medicare, about uh, how it works, all the pieces. I mean, it's it's, we get a lot of questions about Medicare here. Being holistic planners, people, they don't understand it. I mean, even if they Google it, they don't really know. They can't figure it out, okay? So you being the expert, we wanted you to join us today and uh, let us pick your brain a little bit. Fair enough? That is fair. I appreciate so much being invited here. So um, I, I would love to help people know more about Medicare and know how to find answers. Okay. So let's, let's start with a very general question. What is Medicare? Great question. So it is a federal social health insurance program that's for people 65 and older and people younger than 65 who have permanent disabilities. Um, it's also for people who have end-stage renal disease, um, meaning they're on um, di dialysis. So a lot of people confuse it with Medicaid, totally separate thing. Mm. It's not conditional based on your income. So pretty much everybody gets it. Everybody is, yes, can mm -hmm. get it as long as they have, um, yes, they get part A. Mm -hmm. If they've worked 40 quarters and mm -hmm. paid into the system, social security taxes for the, that time period, mm -hmm. um, and then they have to pay for part B. Okay. So that brings up the next question. Yeah. What, are, what are the segments? What is, what is A, what is B? We hear a lot about that. Uh, am I paying for A? Do I pay for A, B? What, tell me about that. Yes, all right, so part A, that is hospitalization, to put it simply. It does also cover some skilled nursing care, um, hospice, and then some home health care. But that is earned, like I said, as long as you have worked um, or your spouse has worked and paid into the system 40 quarters, um, then, then you've earned Part A. And 40 quarters is it 10 years. It's 10 years, that's correct. Okay. And so um, that's one way to do it. Some people do opt, who, who don't, who don't have that background, they opt to pay for it and it can be expensive. Part B, on the other hand, most Americans um, pay for that and that is classified as other medical, like doctor visits, like outpatient visits, mm -hmm. um, blood, and some medicines that are delivered in the doctor's office. Okay, so Part B, um, most people in the United States pay this year $164.90 a month Next year, it's going up to 174.70 a month. And does it go up every year? It, well, it can go up and it can go down. It went down a little bit this year. Mm -hmm. Next year, it'll go up a little bit. Um, so it waxes and wanes. And basically, something it's important to know if, if 
if two years ago you made above a certain threshold, you're going to pay this thing called IRMA, Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount, which sneaks up on some people. Mm -hmm. So that's tacked on to, there's a base Part B amount that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. and then you could pay a higher amount according to if you have the government chart. That's right. If you have more income and they look back to two years. And so every year they look back two years and it changes as time goes on. Got you. So generally speaking, uh, as a novice, I would say Part A covers buildings. If I'm in a building like a hospital right. or hospice and a few other things as well. Part B is I go to the doctor, I get an x-ray. Would that be under B? If it's an outpatient x-ray, yes. Things like, okay, yes. Again, not in the hospital. Not that, in the that, hospital, that, that, that's okay. right. Okay, that makes sense. Good, good. Um, and, and you're right that the Part B premiums can sneak up on some folks. Yes. So if they were to take... Even if they took extra money out of an IRA for a purpose, mm -hmm. that counts toward their income. And all of a sudden, their Medicare Part B goes up to maybe two ten or whatever, and they're like, right. "How did this happen? How did this happen?" Yeah, now, that's part of what we have to keep up with as well to make sure they're aware of what's going on with that. Yeah, another instance is um, people they sold a rental property two years ago, and and they did, they forgot about that income. Does that cap so capital gains counts toward? Yes. Wow, yes. I didn't yeah. know that. You're, yes, it does. Wow. So, um, and now the other part of Medicare, which some people mm -hmm. do not know this fact, is Part D, and that is a drug plan. And the D stands for drug. B, D stands <laughs> for drug, and the government says if you do not have a creditable drug plan within 63 days of getting Part B or leaving employer coverage, you will incur a penalty when you finally do go on that drug plan. So, and there's a whole calculation based on how many months you went without that Creditable Part D coverage, creditable meaning coverage that, that's as good as what Medicare offers. So pretty much the basic is you've got to have A, B, and D. That's right. You have when, to have. When you're to that point. That's right. I know there are certain situations we're going to talk about in a minute when you don't have to sign up immediately. So that's we'll right. talk about that in just Absolutely. a moment. Absolutely. So, so the, the other uh, phrase that gets thrown around and it's so funny, it, it's like certain, certain things we encounter. Um, certain words trigger emotions, yeah. <laughs> and the word Medicare Advantage mm -hmm. can trigger good emotions and bad emotions. Oh, yes. So, what are the pros and cons of the Advantage plan, and how does it kind of how does it work? What makes it different? I guess. Okay, so the government has classified Medicare Advantage as Part C. Okay. Okay, and if you get a Part C, you want to get one that has drug coverage included in it, uh, unless you unless you're a veteran and you get your drugs from the VA or some some scenario like, like that, but but if you get Medicare Advantage, get it with a drug plan. Um, and so basically what happens with Medicare Advantage is, the big advantage is that for most plans, not all, but most, you, play, you pay $0, even though you're still paying for Part B to the government. Mm -hmm. What happens is you pay, generally speaking, $0 for that Medicare Advantage plan. You're going to pay co-pays and, and co-insurance up to a maximum out-of-pocket. So one of the benefits is you're paying zero, but you've got a cap on your maximum out-of-pocket. Then um, you get ancillary benefits, meaning dental, vision, some of them hearing aids, some over-the-counter. There's all of these different ad advantages that you get with a Medicare Advantage plan, which the way I look at it is if you're on one of those plans, use your advantages, they're offsetting those medical costs like the co-pays. Like going into the doctor and paying 35 bucks right. as opposed to maybe not paying something if I had B or whatever. Yes. Um, I've heard that what the, the big thing that makes it different is, is more, is privatized? Is well, that the right word? Well, it, 
Yes, basically it, it's the private companies working in conjunction with the federal government and basically what the federal government is doing, they're sending whatever company you pick for your Medicare Advantage, they're sending them a fixed dollar amount and they're transferring that responsibility over to you, uh, to that company, mm -hmm. company XYZ, to, to manage your health care and provide those benefits based on a chart of co-pays, set, set dollar amounts, mm -hmm. and then percentages for certain services like chemotherapy. That's always 20% up to the maximum out of pocket. So, so that's one of the cons of the Medicare Advantage is we don't have a crystal ball. So mm -hmm. we don't know what our costs are gonna be medically speaking for the next year, right? Depending on what goes on with our health and things like that. Right. For sure. So that's um, part of my job is I look at, I look at so many components when it comes to a Medicare Advantage. I look at what, are, what drugs are they on? What doctors do they see? Because you are gonna have to contend with a network. If you have a PPO plan, mm -hmm. you can go in the network for a lower price and out of the network for a higher price. If you're on HMO, you've got to stay in that network. So we look at the doctors, are they in the network so that we are aiming for that lower price? Um, we look at what advantages do you want? Like if you want hearing aids next year, I'm gonna be showing you one plan instead of another. Mm -hmm. So the good thing is you can change the plan every year during annual enrollment period, which is uh, October 15th to December 7th. Mm -hmm. So so there there are many advantages. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, it's, it's not as budgetable because you don't know, and there's ways to offset that, but, but that is a con. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it boils down to the situation of the person that's, that's right. looking at the plan. Exactly. It sounds to me like it's a lot like my group health insurance program. Mm -hmm. If I go to my doctors, I pay a certain amount. If I go out of network, boom, they hit you a little, you know, a good bit harder. Yeah. One thing that I think would be important would be, do you have a client that, lives six months in Florida and six months in Georgia. Would that be an issue? I, sounds like it would be. Well, that is a great question because it depends on your plan. I have several plans that, yes, they can live, they can live up to 12 months out of their service area mm -hmm. and still use that nationwide network. Okay. But it depends on the plan, so that's a definite question you wanna ask if that's part of your plan. Excellent, great. So. Um, so I understand advantage a good bit more, okay? Um, still don't really get all these other letters, okay? Uh, so you've yeah. talked about A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. Where does it go from there and what does that mean? There's a, is there an E, is there a G, is there an N, and what makes them different? Yes, and this is where many people get confused. Okay, so you've got A and B, that is going to Medicare. That's through Medicare and the Social Security system. Then you've got Part C, which we said it's a privatized company working with the government. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're kind of turning that over to that privatized company. All right, so these other letters, those letters are related to Medicare supplement plans, okay? And so, yes, there's, there's a list of these Medicare supplement plans, but there's only a few that really stand out, I would say. Um, and so what happens with a Medicare supplement plan is your part A and B are primary payers, and if Medicare approves it and pays the first part, then that Medicare supplement is gonna pick up where Medicare leaves off. It's also known as a Medigap or a MedSup. And so some of the popular plans, um, prior to January 1st of 2020, Plan F was considered the Cadillac plan and literally it paid 100% of where Medicare left off, 100%. So if, so if I'm 95 years old and I'm at the doctor three times a week, 
that might be the plan for me. Absolutely, yeah. yes. And then the the newer one after that is Plan G. It's going to pay everything except for the Part B deductible, which this year is a whopping $226. <laughs> Next year it's going to be $240. So that has been very popular. Mm -hmm. um, the, some newer ones, Plan N, um, it's going to be a lower premium. It will, uh, it's going to pay everything but the Part B premium, something called excess charges, which makes me nervous sometimes <laughs> because excess charges can be up to 15% of the bill. Um, and you have to pay co-pays at the doctor and the ER. So, so when somebody starts talking and they're, you know, looking at that, I'm like, okay, maybe we want to look at a Medicare Advantage. Uh, you know, so it's, it, but I will tell you, Mark, it really is about what somebody wants and what they expect from their plan. Yeah. And I would tell you about half of my customers choose Medicare Advantage and half choose Medicare Supplement plus a drug plan. If you go with that Medicare Supplement, you've got to get a drug plan. Hmm. So it, it's, it really is, I, the, I love educating people on it so that they understand the differences because I'll say this, Medicare Supplement. If you want simple, then you want a Medicare supplement. If you, you don't think about a network, you just go to any doctor or hospital that takes Medicare and you know exactly what to expect, you know exactly what to budget because that cost is, if, if you're on a plan G, you know exactly what your maximum out of pocket is going to be. Right. So uh, it's just very, it's very simple, budgetable and I'll, a great, uh, for example, I have a lot of widows. Their their husbands did they did, paid all the bills, handled all the decisions when it came to medical or, or insurance things, and so that is that's a a customer who really appreciates a Medicare supplement. When it sounds like you work very much like we do, from a standpoint of let's discover what your needs are, let's see where you're yes. at, and 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 then put together the solution as opposed to hey, I've got three colors here. I think blue's good here, here right. it is type of thing. So Without a doubt. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's a lot of, of really asking the questions of what do you expect, what do you want? And I will say this, which, um, so when somebody's turning 65 or if they're leaving their group employer, then um, this is their one chance to get on a Medicare supplement with no health questions asked. I want to talk about that more okay. in just a in just second. A second. We're okay. going to take a quick uh, little break here just for... A reminder, uh, to visit the website, masterplanretire.com. Uh, again, being holistic planners, we include uh, folks like Julie that can step in and help fill some of the voids as far as education and matching up people with the right plan uh, and, and that fits into the overall uh, holistic retirement plan. So the website is masterplanretire.com. Uh, we offer uh, complimentary consultations so you can start picking our brain about these kinds of things. Um, and if you prefer the old-fashioned way, we actually have a phone, right? 770-980-9262. So you were getting into something that was uh, kind of interesting there. Would you continue the thought? Okay, so refresh. Well, where, were we, where did we land? <laughs> so so uh, as we ended up that session, uh, it brought a couple of thoughts to my mind. It, it's very confusing for a lot of my clients as to when you have to sign up. In other words, you know, maybe they're still working. I know at 65... You have to sign up, except there's certain conditions yes. when you don't have to. Uh, so is that A, is that B, is that both? And what are the conditions that trigger that? Yes, and I get these calls. I get panicked people calling me saying, Julie, my friend told me that I've got to sign up for Medicare. I don't want to leave my employer plan. They're paying most of the premium. Well, so here's how this works. If you are with an employer that has less than 20 employees, 
you need to sign up for A and B when you turn 65. If you are working for an employer that has 20 or more employees, then your employer has to provide that credible coverage I was referencing, okay? So in that case, you may opt to sign up for Part A because it, it's not gonna cost you anything, okay? There's no cost to and you. it won't hurt your current coverage? Correct, in fact, what will happen is it will help your current coverage. Like, for example, if you're on an employer plan that has a $4,000 deductible, well, what will happen is the employer plan will pay first and then your hospitalization Part A will pick up all but that $1,600 Part A deductible. So you've just reduced your deductible. You filled in some gap. That's right, you filled in some gap. Nice. So, um, so yeah, I would say, suggest you sign up for A. There's no cost. I would delay Part B personally because once you sign up for Part B, that starts the clock ticking. You have six months on which to get a, a Medicare supplement if that's the route you wanna take. So even if I'm under a group coverage, if I buy Part B, I've still got to buy a supplement. And 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 certain carriers that that's uh, there's certain carriers <laughs> that will take you anyway. But but it's not a guarantee. Okay. Okay. So, so. again, individual choice, individual consulting. That's to, right. To decide what's best, but it sounds like to me if I'm 65, I would I would sign up for part A. Right. But if I'm working for a larger employer, I would hold off on B because that's an extra $165 that's plus right. or minus a month I'd be paying. Mm -hmm. And then I have to turn around and buy a supplement. That's right. A short time later. That's so, right. Okay. Or I mean, and in, and in many cases, it does pay to drop the employer coverage and, and pick up a supplement if that's the route you want to go. Depending on cost? Depending or? on cost, depending on a lot of variables. But that is why you need to sit down with somebody who has a consultative style and help, and help you figure out what to do. And that's why we love using you. That's why Thank we you. love referring people to you because that's the style you have. You're not yeah. there to sell something. You're there to show them yeah. the best route. Um, and I've had great feedback. Uh, so we, we appreciate you very much. So I'm kind of forgetful. So what if I forget to sign up? What if I'm just yeah. tolling along? I've actually had people forget to sign up for Social Security oh, yeah. and they're 73 years old. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, I and believe so, that. And so if I'm 65 and, and I, all of a sudden I'm, I'm turning 66 and like you said, somebody uh, at church or a neighbor says, uh, hey, you know, is Part B working out for you to go? What's what? Part B? Yeah. I didn't sign up for that. What happens? Okay, so if you delay, then you have to wait until the general enrollment period, which is January 1st to March 31st every year. That's a small window. Mm -hmm. So that's your, and when you go to sign up, you will have a Part B late enrollment penalty, which is 10% of the Part B amount for every year that you weren't on it. What if I'm in the higher income level and I'm paying $500 a month for Part B? Is it 10% of that? Yeah. Wow. And that's forever. No, actually, no, it's 10% of the base amount. Okay, good. It's so, 10% of the base amount. So no, it's, it's, it's not that drastic. It's, so it's an extra $16 <laughs> yeah. a month. So not as severe as I actually thought it would be. Well, per per year right. that you were 10% on. That's of, right. right. Yeah. So if I waited five years to sign up, is it 50% penalty? Or is it still? It's yeah, it's um, it's ten percent of the amount times five. Okay. Okay, and remember, if you if you didn't have that creditable drug coverage, you're also going to be penal for, penalty penalized for too. that, which is a much smaller penalty, much smaller. But still, but it's still it's money that you're unnecessarily spending. Exactly. Wow. Uh, so um, we talked about the the group health at work and things like that, and so I think I've got a pretty clear picture. 
basic understanding of all right. this, okay? Certainly not what, uh, I'm not going to advise anybody on this, by the way, right. okay? <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we hear a lot of scare stories about Medicare is going broke, Social mm -hmm. Security is going broke. What is the future of Medicare? I mean, what what's what's going to happen to it? Is it going to, or the age is going to change? Or Give me some ideas of what you think might happen. Gosh, I mean, that is the hardest question, Mark. It really is because, uh, what, you know, they keep, I keep, Somebody sat in my office today, literally, and said, I've been hearing about insolvency since I was 19 years old. You know? <laughs> and, and so they keep pushing back that date. You know, at one time it was going to go bankrupt at tw in 2019, and now it's pushed back to 2031. So, but with the state of affairs and the, you know, I would have thought the stock, stock market would have crashed by now, but it hasn't. Um, so, you know, we, I don't have a good answer. Um, I think, I think the government is going to find a way to keep it going as long as possible. Our government. Our government. Our Congress. They can't even elect a speaker. In I the know. House. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so things I've heard, and and you know, you'll have one party come in and say, "Well, we want people to start getting at sixty-two. We think we want to give it to more people." And, you know, we're already in trouble. We, you know, the other party might turn around and say, well, if we push it to 70 because people are living longer, working longer. So that I, I hear things like that. I'm not sure how you can change the coverages. I'm sure you can cut back, but you've got people that are living on Social Security only, right. Medicare, or maybe they make it needs-based. I've heard maybe a little bit, maybe the more money you make, the less it covers, things like that. So it's, it's a little scary. You know? Yes, it is. It's but, all very... Yeah, and, and again, our government's having a hard time uh, with bipartisanship right now. Right, exactly. So, and, and that, is that going to change or not? I don't know, but it is a little disconcerting, just like Social Security. Right. You know, it's going to go not broke, but have a reduced amount if they don't change it by 2032, 2033. So kind of the same thing yeah. for that as well. So I agree. It's, it's all scary. Yeah, yeah. So um, any, any wrap-up, anything that you think that we missed or, or should have talked about? Um, no, I, w I will just say... Um, when you see these commercials on TV, really, run. run, do not call that number because those people are, are not necessarily here in the country, number one, and, and they're not really looking out for your needs necessarily. Right. Um, a lot of the, and they're promising things that if, if you're on Medicaid and Medicare, both, you can probably get those things that they talk about on TV. But if you're not on Medicaid, you can't get all those benefits. All the free things and... Yeah. Right, so it, wherever you are, you need to reach out to a local person in your community who represents many plans, who really does care about the community and, and who will sit down and, and, and hash it out with you and figure out what's right for your individual needs. And that's a great point and I have clients that tell me they get you know, 12 letters a day from different companies wanting to sell them Medicare or whatever and mm -hmm. all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And the problem with that is it's, it's typically a captive company. So right. all their, their only choice would be that one company. That one company. Right. So I definitely don't like that. So really appreciate you being here today, Julie. This Thank has been a so great uh, episode. I think this will help a lot of folks out. Um, and so, uh, again, thanks, and may, we may have you back again sometime. Awesome. So maybe you can interview me. I would love to do that. <laughs> okay, sounds great. Thanks, Mark. So, again, thanks for joining us, um, and uh, this has been a great episode again about Medicare and all the moving pieces. Um, we um, certainly want to mention one more time the website, masterplanretire.com. There's lots, a treasure trove of information there. There's also a place you can actually schedule uh, a time to meet with me. 
um, pushing a little button and my calendar pops up and we can do a phone call, a Zoom call, a face-to-face, -face, whatever might work for you. So the great thing about the website is really just a treasure trove of information. Uh, but again, the schedule a meeting uh, button is a great way to get started to meet one-on-one -on -one with me so I can uh, just hear your concerns, your goals, your troubles, your, uh, how, how you want your retirement to look. So uh, make sure you visit that, masterplanretire.com, phone number 770-980-9262. Um, and remember, until we see each other again, plan well and prosper. Take care. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. Thanks for listening, and remember, plan well and prosper. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.